0: Unravelling computer-implemented simulations at the European Patent Office Welcome to another episode of Cartmels in Conversation. Last month, the Enlarged Board of Appeal of the European Patent Office handed down its eagerly-awaited decision concerning the patentability of computer-implemented simulations. This was the first enlarged board decision ever relating to the patenting of computer implemented inventions in Europe, hence it's generated quite a buzz. This is a field which nowadays crosses a wide range of technology areas, and its relevance is therefore broader than just the software field. As a lengthy decision, we thought it would be helpful to give you a short digest of the most interesting parts and aspects, and its practical consequences. I'm Lara Elder. On today's episode, we have John Brunner, who is one of our partners in our software team, regularly involved with advising on software patentability, and who has been following the case with interest. Hi, John. Hi, Laura. So I understand that this is a referral decision from the enlarged board. Can you perhaps give me some of the background as to how the case came about?
1: Yes, of course. The case arose from a referral from the technical board of appeal at the EPO. In essence, the EPO's appellate board, to which an appeal had been filed against refusal of an application by the EPO's examining division back in 2013. The refused application related to a method of simulating movement of an autonomous entity through an environment, essentially a method of computer modelling pedestrian crowd movement. It had been refused for lack of inventive step, because the examining division determined that the technical problem being solved was how to technically implement the claimed simulation method. Doing so with a computer was deemed to be obvious because the examining division said it could ignore all the other specific steps in the claim as to how the simulation was determined. In essence the division ignored all features of the claim other than the computer implemented feature. So the Technical Board of Appeal heard the case in 2018 and when it did so the issue as to whether there was divergence in existing EPO case law on computer simulations and more broadly computer implemented inventions arose. Some of our listeners will know I'm sure the European Patent Convention has certain exclusions to categories of subject matter that can be patented including computer programs, mathematical methods, business methods, mental acts, and presentations of information. These exclusions apply to categories or these categories only to the extent that a claimed invention relates to them as such. What this means is that over very many years now, the EPO has interpreted these so-called invention exclusions narrowly. Patents are routinely granted at the EPO for computer-implemented inventions but only when certain conditions are fulfilled concerning technicality and the EPO has adopted a particular practice which in essence requires that only technical features be taken into account for the assessment of inventive step. Non-technical features of a claim as such are effectively ignored unless it can be shown that they contribute to the technical character of the invention as a whole. And it might help if I give some examples as to how this plays out.
0: Yeah, that would be, that would be great.
1: So at the extremes, you can see um, how this approach can be followed. I think giving some examples at the extremes is probably helpful. If I came up with a new control algorithm for controlling the flight path of an aircraft so it flies more efficiently and consumes less fuel, and then implemented this in the autopilot software installed in the aircraft... The steps of the algorithm might be, or would be, mathematical, Mm. and the process is implemented as a computer program, but both of these are excluded categories under the European Patent Convention. However, the fact that the aircraft flies, or would fly, more efficiently would be said to provide a technical contribution.
0: I see, yeah.
1: In essence, this is a technical advantage or effect which is directly ascribed to the execution of the computer software. There's another extreme which we, which is probably worth mentioning as well. If you, for example, came up with a new algorithm for say, quantitative financial trading identifying trading opportunities to provide higher returns on investment portfolios again this would be a new algorithm probably, hopefully, implemented in computer software. Here again we'd have at least two or three excluded categories from the European Patent Convention. A mathematical method, a business method, and a computer program. Here, of course, you, you can see clearly how the EPO would say there is no technical contribution. Providing higher returns on investment is not, is, not, is not technical. It's a business method. Yeah. So the point about this case is that this sat somewhere in between the two extremes. And it's where things can get a bit murky computer simulations in particular, the whole point about a simulation is that it's implemented in a computer to give a prediction as to how a real-life situation might play out. But the simulation itself is not causing any direct change on a real-world environment. So it can be difficult to say what its actual real-life technical contribution is. And, and that's you can see challenge, this challenge, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you could see this with, with, say, I don't know, a, a weather simulation. You can see how predicting weather and a new way of doing that might enhance human decision making about maybe certain steps you might take in the event of bad weather. But in and of itself, the simpula- the simulation, the weather simulation prediction hasn't contributed anything or done anything. Um, it's not going to
0: change the weather.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's only no. going to be acted on by a, by a human. Yeah. So I suppose it's I suppose this is what it's this murkiness that that that's gave rise to gave rise to the current case the technical boards can refer questions to the enlarged board which sits above them when there's a divergence in case law and this is exactly what happened here and the enlarged board's been regularly called upon to opine on these things over many years but this was the first time that computer implemented inventions had been looked at in detail by the enlarged board it's probably worthwhile saying that there had been a previous referral to the Enlarged Board on computer implemented inventions back in 2008, but that had failed to get off the ground for formal reasons.
0: So, this really is the first decision of its kind?
1: It, exactly. And I mean, you can, as you mentioned in your opening section, computer implemented inventions are vital in many industries. Mm. And the referral itself generated lots of interest, and the Board of Appeal received lots of. Observations from industry and professional bodies. So it was a significant, or it was an eagerly awaited decision.
0: Yeah. So I see that the uh, the enlarged board has obliged with a pretty lengthy decision. Um, but what what did the enlarged board actually decide in the end? Was it uh, the eagerly? Was it was it worth all the buzz? It's
1: <laughs> a good question. Um, so the way the enlarged board looks at cases that are referred to it. Uh, is in respect of questions that are referred from the underlying board and in this case the technical board handling the original appeal referred three questions and I can take each of these in in turn the first was and I'll I'll quote the question um, because it's it is important in the assessment of inventive step can the computer implemented simulation of a technical system or process Solve a technical problem by producing a technical effect which goes beyond the simulation's implementation on a computer if the computer-implemented simulation is claimed as such. I mean, this, this is a fundamental question in relation to simulations. Can a computer-implemented simulation go beyond the running of a set of instructions on a computer and in doing so, solve a technical problem? Can the weather prediction algorithm for example, can that, by the very fact that it's a simulation, go beyond just the fact that it's being run on a computer to give you a solution to a technical problem? And the Enlarge Board answered yes. And, and that's a helpful answer. Yeah. Uh, and there was some reason behind that in the decision, which we can talk more about in a moment. I think if the Enlarge Board had said no, that would have been a pretty clear statement against computer implemented simulations being patentable uh, and probably even more uh, you know a statement against certain types of computer implemented invention mm. so there was the second question concerns the relevant criteria for assessing whether a computer implemented simulation solves a technical problem and in fact the enlarged board rephrased the original question to ignore a first part of that question uh, the reason for that is it wanted to avoid giving an exhausted list of patentability criteria. and We can again talk a bit about, more about that in a moment. So the second question ended up being really whether it was a sufficient condition that the simulation is based in part on, or at least in part, on technical principles underlying the simulated system or process. Uh, and the enlarged Board answered this in the negative. It is neither sufficient nor necessary in order to solve a technical problem that the simulation produces a technical effect outside the running of the instructions on a computer. So again, helpful to some extent in the sense that it doesn't exclude the possibility that simulations are just run on a computer uh, and don't do anything in the real world. But it doesn't give any guidance uh, or the board didn't really give much guidance in terms of particular types of simulation uh, where this would apply.
0: So just keeping the door open and lots of room for arguing in the future by the sounds of it.
1: Indeed. I think in coming to its answers on the referred questions, the enlarged Board has in essence elected to refrain from putting forward a definition for technical and coming up with an exhausted list, as I say. So status quo has been retained. Um, Patentability is going to be assessed on a case-by-case basis. And the main case law that's been upheld is the case law from 2000. So 21 years ago in the convict case T641 of 2000. In relation to this, it is notable that the board has commented that any definition of a technical invention may have to be extended in the course of time in order to accommodate new technical or scientific developments or to reflect societal changes. So clearly, they've got their eye on the future. They they don't want to constrain the law for future developments in technology.
0: Which makes sense because all of this stuff is moving pretty fast and we don't ever know what's around the corner.
1: It, indeed. But the, the the sort of immediate consequence of this is that it doesn't do anything to address the difficulty in determining whether a feature is technical or not technical and what form a technical contribution has to take to allow A full assessment of inventive step as I mentioned in the extremes it can you can see that you know flight control of an aircraft technical contribution would exist Uh, it's a piece of hardware it's an aircraft it flies there's fuel efficiencies involved in the other extreme financial trading quantitative financial trading algorithms you know whilst the algorithms are run on a computer what's being done is financial trading increasing or hopefully increasing returns on investments that's that's non-technical but the the middle ground is where it's difficult and has always been difficult so so uh, you know whilst the decision is is helpful as a a running commentary on case law and uh and going into depth on lots of issues it it doesn't do much in the for the sort of the day-to-day prosecution of patent applications in helping to really understand what the EPO would say is allowable and not allowable.
0: And do you you think that's what many people were hoping they'd get from this decision? Or is that just a fool's hope when it comes to enlarged Board of Appeal decisions?
1: I I think that's why there was so much interest in the case. Mm. I think people were hoping for this. Perhaps that was a hope that was, well, ultimately it wasn't a hope that was fulfilled. (laughs) Uh, it's worth mentioning there was a third question as well, and I, yes, I just yeah. just don't want to leave that out. In essence, that related to the consequences of the first two questions in when you've answered those in the context of uh, computer-implemented design and so verifying designs based on the simulation. And the answer from the enlarged board is that there's no difference with designs. If the computer-implemented simulation is part of a design process, this means that it's part of that design process and it makes no difference whether the simulation goes beyond a computer running a set of instructions to solve a technical problem. So, I mean, that third question was was particularly relevant because there were some claims in the application that focused on design and then ultimately building or doing something based on the, the simulation.
0: Mm.
1: But the fact that the mere fact that it was a design, the Enlarge Board said it made no difference to the ultimate conclusion in this particular case or oh, sorry not in this particular case the mere fact that it would be a design would make no difference in and of itself
0: oh, it's 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 interesting but perhaps hasn't gone quite as far as as people were hoping so i mean we we hear a lot about artificial intelligence these days um do you think the decision has any consequences for patenting of of ai related technology
1: in the immediate situation probably not the epo uh, as i mentioned at the outset will allow patents for computer software mathematical methods uh, mental acts in certain situations where there are technical features that give rise to a technical effect or where there's a technical contribution provided as a whole and The EPO has been doing this for AI inventions over a number of years. And in fact, there have been recent guidelines or not so recent guidelines uh, issued by the uh, EPO from two, three years ago on AI inventions, which do give some guidance on how the EPO applies the European Patent Convention in practice in this area. So I, I think in the short term, there aren't any immediate consequences from the decision but the decision does give as I say a, a nice pricey of case law and it is helpful to help understand how the uh, EPO views the situation on computer implemented inventions in general so I think overall as, as time progresses I think the guidance from the decision will help patent practitioners apply the existing case law uh, there, there certainly is a lot of misunderstanding out there in terms of how the EPO does apply uh, the statute and case law uh, to AI inventions. Uh, and I think certainly over time we'll see more decisions uh, on AI inventions from the technical boards of appeal that will obviously make reference to uh, this enlarged board case um, uh, and, and the guidance, you know, the limited guidance that it gives.
0: Um, So so John, are there likely to be any further significant decisions in the field in in the foreseeable future, do you think?
1: It's a good question. And I think in the short term, the answer is no. The question on computer implemented simulations, or the questions on computer implemented simulations have been answered by the enlarged board. So certainly in relation to simulations, uh, the situation is clear, you have to apply the pre-existing case law from Convict on a case by case basis for other computer implemented areas, uh, I suppose the possibility does exist that there are certain issues that arise that aren't aren't addressed by this enlarged board decision and then uh, based on existing case law, there is some divergence, and so those I suppose could be looked at by the uh, enlarged board uh, but but there is some strong guidance for computer implemented inventions as a whole in this decision, Uh, and so I I think it's unlikely that uh, we will see another referral to the enlarged board in the the short term for existing technology. Uh, AI is one field where uh, there's a lot of interest, uh, and there is a lot of uh, innovation going on, and there are uh, a lot of inventions being patented or there are attempts to patent lots of inventions in that field. And I think perhaps by virtue of the amount of work going on in that field, perhaps that might throw up uh, certain issues uh, on patentability which uh, aren't addressed by this decision on computer simulations. And so Mm -hmm. if there's any field where there might be uh, a further referral in the future, I would say, perhaps AI is is one such field, but it's uh, it's not going to be uh, for a while. I think we've waited thirty years for uh, a decision on computer and implemented inventions from the enlarged board. Um, so uh, I'm sure we can wait another thirty years, but I certainly won't be around <laughs> to uh, receive it. Oh, they don't
0: they don't come along too often. Well, thanks very much, John, for, for unravelling computer implemented simulations for us. That's been really interesting. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing how this, this area develops in future.
1: Thank you.